if you're anything like I am, you say things like, someday I need to... Well, last week, someday came for me and my daughter. What's your someday? Here's your show. Episode 276, Motivating the Generations. This is the Ericast for the week of June 26, 2016. From Ericast.com. Welcome to the Ericast. You know, speaking of some days, someday I'm just going to launch into one of these without referencing the fact that it's late and it should be earlier and all, all that stuff. But this is not that episode because the Ericast is the is is a personal podcast meaning you know me Eric Larson you want to know what's going on in my life or you stumbled into this show maybe you found a Google search for some of the folks that I mentioned in the show notes um, and it's also the weekly podcast that comes out about once a month um, and in this case uh, we have like a six or seven or more week gap because summer has arrived in Minnesota. So at my wonderful place of employment, we have a very generous vacation policy. When you've been there 20 years like I have, the vacation policy is is even more generous, and it's as generous as it gets. Uh, We have a fiscal year that turns over on July 1st. That's pretty common. Um, January or July, a few industries, I suppose, turn over in a different year. But basically, um, as of the date that this is being recorded, we have entered a new year. Well, what that means is that all that vacation that's good for a year – needs to be spent before the new year starts. That's kind of how it works. So my June consisted of cramming in a bunch of vacation days where I could, while also doing a bunch of work to cover for my coworkers who are also trying to cover, you know, cram in a bunch of vacation days and cover for people like me who are cramming in vacation days. It's amazing anything got done, but uh, it did. The, you know, the, the walls are still standing. People, people are still happy. So, this episode, which now is over over a week um, since the topic of the episode occurred, and I still just haven't gotten around to recording the episode. So I told Ruth this morning, if we can keep the house somewhat quiet, I will I will feel much better as a person if I get if I get this episode done. But it's been a a very good but very very busy summer so far, and we haven't really done anything. The girls did a garage sale for a few days. Um, some general, you know, cleanup around the house. Uh, yeah. So if I sound a bit different, in addition to the fact that the Ericast studio keeps shifting around and things, uh, it's also that I'm recording bright and early in the morning rather than late at night. So you're getting the um, unrehearsed early Eric voice as opposed to the overused late Eric voice. But anyway, sometimes you just got to get out there and grab that carp, as the Latins say, carpe diem, um, and uh, and and get something done. So last week, um, do I back up even further? No, I'm just going to say last week I took Kendall out to the Get Motivated seminar. So if you th- that's what the rest of this episode is about, feel free to tune out now if it doesn't interest you. But trust me, it, it maybe kind of should. So brief history on me. Back in the early 2000s, I bought a book called Success for Dummies, and it was by somebody I hadn't heard of with a really weird name. His name was Zig Ziglar. That's odd, but you know he wrote a you know a dummies book, a genuine yellow and black cover and all. Um, so how how bad could it be? Oh, by the way, a listener feedback line find it on the website because I forget the new number. It's uh, some seven area code, and then it's a six number or something, and then it spells Eric. Um, anyway, so. 
I read this book by Zig Ziglar. He seemed cool. And then eventually I kind of figured out that, that he had done more in life than just write a success for dummies book. And about the same time I figured that out, it turned out that he was touring with this program called Get Motivated. The Get Motivated Seminar was coming to Minneapolis. It was going to be huge, as a certain political candidate would say. And it actually kind of was. So I went to that. went to that actually that first time with my friend Brett. And uh, I had a great time. But it was... Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a thing. And you have to, you have to go in, um, I, I did not know what I was getting into. And then you read up on it and then the internet got more popular and more people started writing about it. And like, okay, so that's what this is. Um, that very first one was in, uh, the Minneapolis Convention Center, which is a large venue, but not gigantic. Um, and Zig ran up on stage and instead of going across the back and up the middle, he kind of cut across the front. So he was almost set on fire by the pyrotechnics. But yes, there are pyrotechnics. Uh, Joe Montana at that time was not a very good public speaker, but he threw some footballs out into the audience. So you know, you get a chance to, to see these famous people. They then moved on to, um, even larger venues like our Target Center, that's our uh, our basketball arena where the Minnesota Timberwolves play. So it's a full, full-fledged full two-deck arena, though I don't think they opened it. The, you know, I think that year maybe they had the second deck open. Brief brief recap so you know why I like this. Um, it's because of the Get Motivated Seminar that I've seen all sorts of kind of interesting and cool people. Um, but the way it works is, and this is the same explanation I gave Candela, they have a famous person come out and talk for, you know, 20 minutes. Um, Zig was probably a little bit longer than that, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Dan Rather, Colin Powell, um, Rudy Giuliani, you know, those folks. Um, that's the draw, and that's why the tickets only cost, you know, five bucks, give or take. They've, they've had different pricing models on the tickets, but something like that. Um, then... They have somebody else come out with just as much pomp and circumstance and give you a sales pitch on something for about 40 minutes. Um, the, um, you know, get rich selling real estate, get rich in stock option day trading, get rich in, you know, whatever. And if you act now in one day only and run to the people in the aisles with the flashlights and they will, they will sign you up, credit card in hand, that kind of thing. So as long as you know that those sales pitches are coming, it's, um, it's really, it's, it's quite interesting because they alone are interesting, but then you get to see all these famous people and you can say, I have seen, you know, whomever. Um, the other thing is, Culturally, the the roots of the Get Motivated Seminar are conservative Southern evangelicalism, which is a is a is a thing. And I think you need all three words in there to to explain it. Um, so uh, while I don't I don't in mild form I don't think it's evil or anything. Um, I suspect when most people hear that I'm a Christian or, you know, attended a Baptist church or whatever, they put me in this category of conservative Southern evangelicalism. And that's not, um, that's not exactly where my affinity is. Um, but I, but I, I know it. Um, some of my best friends are conservative Southern evangelicals, uh, because they moved to the South. So I guess by definition, that's what they are. Uh, the, 
it's fine. Um, but if that's not something that you're comfortable with, um, boy, that could be really off-putting. So there, there's that element of the, the spectacle. Um, and that, that might, when you find out who one of the speakers is, you might connect the dots and say, oh, actually, I thought she was pretty good, but it's a, it's coming. It's coming. Okay. So anyway, fast forward to, um, Oh no, I forget. It's, it's in, it's in the Aircast archives and Iowa gets motivated. I don't know, maybe it was 2010. Um, I had, uh, vouchers for two VIP tickets to get motivated and, um, I realized something. It's like, well, they're not coming to Minneapolis. In theory, maybe if they make the rounds every three years or so, Minneapolis will be the following year, but maybe it should be this year. I'm not quite sure. They are coming to Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa is a lovely state, but Des Moines, Iowa is not quite the same venue as Minneapolis. Um, And given that their founders have gone through a nasty divorce, I wonder how much longer get motivated is around. Well, it turns out they were they were in Des Moines, Des Moines that year. Then they went to Buffalo, New York, and then they went bankrupt. So I'm very glad I went. So my friend Dave and I um, did a little road trip and got on the road at like three in the morning and drove drove south down into Iowa so that we could see um, what was the last of the Get Motivated seminars. Um, that was where Dan Rather was, uh, Carl Rove, and uh, I'm forgetting um, the name of Carl Rove's, like, Democratic operative counterpart, uh, Bill Cosby before the scandals. Um, yeah, those, you know, famous people. And some other people, you know, make, trying to make money. Um, so, then get motivated went out of business. Then, Success 2013 came to Minneapolis. Well, basically, like any bankrupt company does, they reorganize their assets, somebody buys something else, somebody pays something off someplace, and then they come back. But it didn't quite have the headliners that you would have thought of otherwise. But it did have, uh, like, John Walsh, um, uh, who was uh, the father of um, kidnapped Adam Walsh in the 80s, uh, who then uh, was on... Uh, I think it was America's Most Wanted. And it had some folks like um, um, like Les Brown. Les Brown was fun. I had not heard of Les Brown. Uh, motivational speaker. Okay, and I said at the time, if these guys ever come back to Minneapolis, I have got to bring Candela. Because by then, if they're kind of on that three-ish year cycle... She'll be old enough to appreciate it, um, kind of understand what's going on. Um, I just think that'd be really cool. Well, do the math about every three years. That was success 2013, so I'm pretty sure they held it in 2013. It's now 2016. That's right. So, now back under the Get Motivated name. Get Motivated returned to Minneapolis this past June. And I got two tickets. And I brought Candela. Now, we were back into gold seating. Gold seating in Get Motivated Language is the worst seating. Um, then you have platinum and then you have other, other fancy things. In fact, in 2013, um, we had diamond seating. <laughs> diamond, uh, which meant front row. Um, and a lanyard. I still had the lanyard here in my, in, in my files because you get a lanyard. Ooh. Um, 
here we were back at, at gold, which meant we were kind of back in, in the back. But that's okay. You get to kind of see stuff. You can see the screens. That's what really counts. Um, you know what the person's on stage. And and the persons to see on stage, um, well, the, the, the B team in the previous years is, is now who they're leading with. And actually, if you're like, I mean, you know who these folks are. It's kind of interesting. But somehow, I'm thinking when I tell you, oh, Bill Cosby has his own connotations. But when I tell you, you know, see Dan Rather or or Steve Forbes, um, you know, or Rudy Giuliani, you know, regardless of your politics, you'd say, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, how about Bob Keitel? Bob Keitel ring a ring a bell. Now maybe um, Willie Jolly, maybe. But no, these were these were kind of the, the when when you're leading with your previous. But of course, you know, um, generations change. So maybe maybe this is the the A team now. I guess the uh, the actual headliner, and we know that she was the actual headliner because she didn't appear until after lunch. Uh, was Amy Roloff. Um, from Willow People Big World. So she gave uh, an interesting talk. Um, but anyway, so we were, we were there, uh, we were there early. We got, you know, the front row of the gold section. Um, so we were, we were kind of on our ready to go. Um, and you'll find the photo floating around. They opened with, uh, a man named John Moore. John Moore is a George W. Bush impersonator. Uh, and when I posted the photo that, because uh, later he was wandering around, you know, mugging for the camera with, with, with folks, and it was kind of nice. So I ran up with, with Kendall, and he was very kind and got a photo of, of the two of them. Um, I think it was Dad that said, he doesn't really look like Bush. I'm like, well, he looks quite a bit like Bush. But um, the the art of a good impersonation is, you know, not, not an overplayed caricature but a caricature of the mannerisms uh and and he had them so it was it was very funny it was kind of weird because he, he was truly in character um it was really it was it was it was a it was a fun way to start the day but uh, at least at least back in the gold seats uh we were kind of looking at each other like oh, really <laughs> what what is this but that's okay uh so that's what started the day and set the tone it was it was very cheerful and positive so um a couple a couple highlights uh a couple a couple name dropping experiences um willie jolly uh motivational speaker etc i have some notes here actually Let's see if i can See if I can find them. Uh, the host was Danny Allen. Uh, I can't find any information on Danny Allen. It sounds like a fake name. I'm assuming his name is, you know, Daniel Allen Klingelhofer or something. He goes by Danny Allen. A uh, couple references on the uh, the internet about him. Uh, I have a ton of notes from Dr. Willie Jolly. Setups are setbacks. Set, like, let's get it right, Eric. Uh, setbacks are setups for comebacks. Uh, so that's that's good. Uh, decide to show up. Uh, we talk about mindset and the skill set and then the vision. Um, so service is the rent we pay for our space on this earth. Uh, we have possibility blindness. Uh, the word excellence is circled, so it's probably important. Uh, get in where you fit in. 
not exactly sure how that that works, but that's what we're supposed to do. Uh, so there you go. So that's uh, Willy Jolly. All right. Um, who else do we have? Well, okay. Bob Keitel. Bob Keitel is a memory guy. And actually, to this day, I remember that uh, Pennsylvania is on the door, uh, above the door, because we were throwing, the door is Delaware, uh, Pennsylvania, because we were throwing pencils at it, uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, um, oh, something else up on the, on the stage. Um, these are all... Um, memory aids to remember the, I think they were like the first uh, states in the Continental Congress or something. Ironically, I don't remember what we were remembering, but I remember the things that we were remembering. Um, I also remember the bonnet tied to the giraffe who was in the phone book run over by the steamroller. There's more, but I'll stop there. It's just, it's it's odd that um, his his memory technique, and he'd be happy to sell you the DVD, and the DVD is only $39.95. Anyway, uh, apparently worked, so that was cool. So here's something that was strange. Okay, at when I in the first get motivated seminars, there was a, a financial guy named Phil Town. I liked Phil Town. He was apparently like an ex Green Beret or whatever, and then went uh, to become a guide uh, selling like river adventures on the Colorado River or something. So then he became a financial advisor, and. He had this, this selling the system that was, and the very first one they talked about was they were partnered with ClearStation, but then it's this, it's their their own separate system that shows you like the MACD and the stochastic stuff of when you're supposed to buy and sell your stock. So it's basically all stock day trading. Then somewhere in the middle of of all this, um, we have Bob Keitel. Bob Keitel apparently took over for that speech. It was basically the same speech, but it was Bob Keitel delivering it, so he'd do the memory thing. And now let's talk finances. And it was kind of odd, but somehow it was made to work, right? Well, this year, there's a guy named um, Alan Andrus. A-N-D-R-U-S. Kind of looks like Conan O'Brien. Um, he is not Alan Arbus who played Sidney the Psychiatrist uh, in M.A.S.H. It's Alan Andrus, not Alan Arbus. Very different people. But anyway, Alan Andrus gave the exact same speech. This is Phil Town's speech. Now, the problem is, Phil's speech is like 13 years old now. Um, the slides, like, you know how you, you see the, scre- the screenshot from something? It's like... Well, that was that was snapped like from Netscape at least a dozen years ago, and it's got like the default Times New Roman font from that CNN page or whatever. Uh, this is way not current. You know that joke that you know the other day you got an email from a guy that invested in Budweiser because you said he should invest in things that he knows and loves. Um, same same. Joke, same same email that uh, that Bob Keitel was 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 telling years and years ago. So that's an odd coincidence. I mean, and of course they're just all following a script, or whatever. But it was really spooky to see a different person delivering someone else's speech. I was joking with Ruth that, like, when we used to coach debate, and you'd have like you know in 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 a novice round somewhere, and you're like, well. That's great, and you know it doesn't doesn't affect your your score or whatever. That's that's fine. You did great, but it's a little bit weird to hear you delivering 
so and so's case from you know two tournaments ago that that they they won in varsity, and and now you're running her case, because I I know that because I remember judging her on on this case. That's that's just kind of a strange feeling. Doing it's immoral. It's just odd. So that was that was that. Okay. Um, Clarice Fluitt, you can Google her. She said some encouraging stuff. Um, let's see. There are lots of people we didn't hear from. Uh, then we heard word that Les Brown wasn't going to make it. Um, he got a great report from his oncologist, but he has a disc problem. He's got a couple herniated discs. I'm thinking, I can relate to that. Uh, I feel I feel bad. Um so uh, he was going. They were going to Skype him in. Well, then I googled later and found that Les has been skyping into these things for quite a while. So the oh, we got bad news. He couldn't make his flight. It's like no. It turns out he just doesn't go to these anymore. Um, I, again, that's that's fine. But uh, yeah. hmm. But he was the headliner guy, and there are lots of people who were there to see him. So um, the the. One of the interesting additions, um, and I was actually looking forward to it because I thought th- this will be interesting, and it was, was April Osteen Simmons. She is Joel Osteen's sister. Um, now, here's where I get theological for a moment and where I lose even more of my audience. I don't have a problem with Joel Osteen. I think that Joel Osteen is an excellent motivational speaker. If you're going to do motivational speaking uh, based on something, uh, because of my worldview and beliefs, I think it is perfectly fine to do motivational speaking with the Bible as your source text, as opposed to you know a World Almanac or a Tony Robbins book or whatever. It's like you've got to pick something. Go ahead and use that. Uh, I don't have any problems with any of that. Um, he's positioned as a pastor and pastors have certain obligations in these like shepherding the flock thing it's not just a a performance and that's where people start to get um concerned is they 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 see Joel giving a motivational speech and they they think well but he's not diving into good deep thorough theology um, therefore he's 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 bad, and he's just tickling people's ears and all the other biblical metaphors. Ha ha, I knew a biblical metaphor, so I'm going to use it. He's just you know tickling people's ears, or itching ears, or burning to hear, or whatever. Like, well, I would certainly prefer that he, he frame his theological context a bit better. On the other hand, I've seen plenty of people who do far more damage by framing their theological context incorrectly. Uh, by saying, oh, he's just saying blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, he's actually not saying that because he's not saying that much. <laughs> so you, you're putting words in his mouth. Um, so I'm not a Joel Osteen apologist. It's just real. I, I don't, I don't, um, I react far more negatively to people who make incorrect theological assertions, um, under the guise of ministry than I do people who pretty much make no theological assertions under the guise of ministry. But uh, that is a uh, that is a theological approach of mine. Um, you know, I would much rather, given the choice, fourth choice, but sometimes it's useful in in, in you know, the philosophical debate. Um, I would 
much rather that people lead with the truth, and it is truth, of Jesus saying, you know, let the little children come unto me, and then in that context give more information about what this Jesus as Savior thing actually means, than to do the Ray Comfort Kirk Cameron thing of lead with hellfire and damnation, and unless you leave your father and mother and, and, and follow me, you know, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Um, those statements are said in a context, and and they're said. I mean, you don't have to prove text to find what Jesus is talking about, but he's speaking in a very different context that doesn't really relate to today's world that sees, quote-unquote, Christianity as picketing funerals of people whose behavior you don't like. So, for me, Joel Osteen doesn't bother me because he's, he's speaking with a different purpose. All that said, April Olstein bothers me even less than not being bothered and shouldn't bother you at all because she's not professing to be a minister at all. Um, she's just up at a motivational conference giving a motivational speech. Uh, and I found out that she likes fluffy things. So for all the people out there who criticize me for liking my fluffy blankets, ha, huh, April Osteen Simmons agrees with me. Okay. Um... I mentioned Amy Roloff from Little People Big World. I did not know that they got divorced. Uh, so she mentioned, like, she has lots of in common people who here is married, who here is divorced, who here has kids. Um, Kendall nudged me that um, I didn't raise my hand for the who here has kids, but I was distracted by the who here is divorced. Uh, I was never a, a fan of the show. Um, I wasn't opposed to the show. I just never watched the show. So I didn't know if they got divorced. If you didn't know that, then then uh, then now you know. Um, Senator Brian Nieves uh, from Missouri was selling a uh, How to Write a Book and Get Rich program. Uh, he was a um, he was an interesting speaker. He reminded me of um, like the, the some of the Saturday Night Live parodies of some of our political candidates. It, it was it was it, he it was fine, um, but. I could sort of tell he was a Republican senator from Missouri. That 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 fit. Um, who else do we have? Um, Les Brown was skyped in. He was good. Um, that was fine. Some other folks like uh, no one's heard of Dr. John Garcia. How to make it all happen? Uh, his was the theology. Um, the literal come to Jesus speech uh, because the Get Motivated seminar does uh, have a. Um, evangelistic Christian uh, push. Uh, fill out this postcard, we'll tell you how to accept Jesus, that kind of thing. Um, I can see how that really antagonizes some people with sort of a bait and switch. Uh, I don't think that Jesus is big on bait and switch, but uh, that that was there. That was kind of the purpose of his talk. Um, and, and I will close with what we found was kind of the most intriguing. And in fact, right now, Candela has spent the last week finding random things um, to sell on eBay because I've been on eBay since 1996 and no, I didn't misspeak. It truly was back when it was called Auction Web and the guy's holding company because it was out of San Francisco. So the website was, was eBay. Uh, but the, the real site was Auction Web. Uh, Ruth was a latecomer and got on there around like 2000 or so. Um, so Kendall's been selling things on eBay because Alan, Gin, uh, Adam, Adam Ginsburg, different from Alan Ginsburg. See, you got to keep your name straight. Adam Ginsburg, young guy, um, 
the Get Rich Quick on eBay seminars. And for only $49, you can do this, you know, the seminar and find out how to do that. Uh, he's now branched out into Amazon and was ta- talking about Amazon and eBay arbitrage. And these were words that I'd all heard of, you know, in life, but it's like, huh, what, uh, what's, hmm. So the idea is you go on Amazon, you find something that's being sold, you know, some sort of widget, you, you copy and paste its photo through his software so that you don't get shut down by eBay, um, into eBay. And so it's selling for $5 at Amazon. You go onto eBay and you sell it for $7. When someone buys it for $7, you go back to Amazon.com, you purchase it, and you click ship to such and such, and you ship it to the final person's address. If you know anything about any of these systems, you should be thinking, that could go poorly. Um, he, of course, didn't mention that, but uh, interesting idea. Um, great, you know, great talk, you know, good, good performer. Um, but yeah, we didn't jump on that offer. Anyway, that we stayed till the the very end. Uh, saw the Les Brown Skype feed. Uh, they promised a a Les Brown inspired. The the fine print does say Mr. Brown will not be present will not be present or presenting at this event. This program is sponsored and facilitated by Get Motivated. So supposedly sometime in September they're coming back for some sort of event like that. We'll see. But our reward for staying all the way to the end is they waived the $20 fee and they're just going to let us go to that. Uh, yeah, I, as you can tell by the fact I maybe sound slightly more awake or enthusiastic than when this started, uh, it was really fun. And people go to concerts and sporting events and things. Oh, I have to mention the concert I went to. That'll be another episode. Um... This is kind of my equivalent. So um, if you recognized any of those names, if you have any thoughts on any of those topics, I'm going to subtly find what my, my phone number is. Um, if you if you want to contribute at all, 701-645-3742. The listener feedback line, just call and leave a message. It's now a Google number uh, that, that K7.net number changed when they went out of business. So give a call to 701-645-ERIC. Thanks for listening, and until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Ericast from Ericast.com. Visit us at www.ericast.com.